there are two Chinese classics, the classic of mountains and seas and the Tao Te Ching. One deals with material things and the other with spiritual matters. Sometimes it seems that the progress of civilization is a constant tussle between the material and the spiritual. In a way, the Chinese garden fills the gap between the material and spiritual worlds. An exquisite place, delicately constructed. A place where reality is idealized and beautified. A place where flowers bloom and fade, bridges cross streams, and a new journey is always about to start. A place where mankind and nature are brought together and harmonized in an endless dream. These children are reading Chinese fairy tales. The book, published more than 50 years ago, belongs to Eric Dom, the 53-year-old owner of Belgium's largest private park, Pairi Daizar. J'ai entendu parler de la Chine quand j'étais un tout petit garçon. J'ai appris à aimer la Chine avec mes parents. Avant de me coucher, elle me racontait de belles histoires sur la Chine ancienne. Mon monde intérieur était un monde de rêves, de légendes, d'histoires sur la Chine ancienne. Many years have passed since then, but in all that time, the dream he had as a boy never faded, never drifted away. Now. It's about to come true. Perhaps it's just a foreigner's yearning for something exotic, an expression of yearning for the idealized China of his imagination. But for Eric, there's no boundary between the human and the natural world in the Chinese garden. Every day, his dream gets closer to reality. Vous savez, le jardin chinois a été un projet très difficile. Parce que moi, j'ai voulu tenter la vérité. Et même si vous ne comprenez pas, vous n'êtes jamais allé en Chine. Que vous vous intéressez pas nécessairement à la culture chinoise. Quand vous vous promenez dans ce jardin chinois, vous ressentez quelque chose. Parce que tout est vrai, authentique, avec les pierres, les tuiles, les arbres. Tout ça doit venir de Chine. Donc il y a des choses qui manquent. Il y a encore plein de merveilles de Chine que je n'ai pas pu créer. Par exemple, les temples. Je trouve que les temples chinois sont très beaux. Ce qui caractérise la beauté de l'architecture chinoise, c'est la charpente et la toiture. Mais c'est ça qui fait le caractère unique de l'architecture chinoise. Donc j'avais envie de créer un temple pour cette raison. -là. 
c'est ici qu'on distribue les... Non, ici, c'est le gong. Ah oui, le gong. Quand on va entendre la cloche, c'est... Qu'est-ce que nous voulons quand on crée un nouveau temple J'ai envie que quand on rentre dans ce temple, on sent euh, notre Bouddha, il n'est pas sorti du magasin, il, il a déjà été aimé par beaucoup, beaucoup de gens. Donc est-ce qu'il est possible d'avoir une peinture euh, qui n'est pas brillante, mais qui est un peu usée. Je n'ai pas envie de rentrer dans ce temple avec des lunettes de soleil. <laughs> in the end, whether Eric succeeds in making his dream come true, only he can say. It's his own dream, known only to himself. There's always a difference between the dream and the reality. <laughs> The fact is that Chinese gardens have always been unique individual creations. This garden is an expression of Eric's dream. Whether it matches Eric's dream precisely, whether other people understand it is beside the point. The dream has entered the real world. But one problem is the gulf between the ancient China of his imagination and the modern world. It'll require compromises to make his dream into reality. Is that something Eric can accept? As Christmas approaches, his Chinese helpers arrive in Belgium. Will their work satisfy Eric? Ces trucs, ces secrets sont dans ce jardin. Parce que tout est vrai. Tout ça doit venir de Chine. Ces siècles d'expérience qui font la différence entre un vrai jardin chinois et un faux jardin chinois. Hein? Oui. Super. The statue of the Buddha finally meets with Eric's approval. Christmas Eve. Eric wines and dines his Chinese helpers, the people who've done so much to turn his dream into reality. Eric's dream is about to become a reality, the dream he's had since he was a little boy listening to Chinese fairy tales. Que c'est vrai ou est-ce que c'est pas vrai En fait, je m'en fous. Elle me fait plaisir.
At first glance, these paintings look like traditional Chinese paintings. It's true they were painted by a Chinese artist, a Chinese painter with a solid grounding in a very Western style, oil painting. Choi Yi Ah combines Chinese and Western painting styles as he pleases. It's an approach he also applies to gardens. Here, the Chinese and the Western are blended together to create a unique landscape. Choi received a Western education as a youngster and studied fine art in Belgium. He stayed on for 36 years. The unique perspective he brings to Western art perhaps explains the appeal of his work to art collectors and connoisseurs in his adopted home. Until recently, Choi had expected to spend the rest of his life in Belgium. Then, all of a sudden, something changed. Choi's father, 92-year-old Choi Park Lai, is a Hong Kong feng shui master. When he decided to renovate the ancestral home, he realized that there was one very important thing that it lacked, a garden. Finally, thanks to his son, he now has a garden. But the project has had a profound effect on Choi Yi Ah. For more than half his life, he's been immersed in Western culture. The sight of a traditional Chinese house with a Chinese garden awakens something deep inside him. There is no conflict between innovation and tradition in Choi's mind. Western styles feature in his garden. This kind of traditional garden owes its origins to a mixture of Chinese and Western styles. Western influence first reached the Lingnan area in the Ming Dynasty. The Qinghui Garden, the Yuyam Ancestral Garden, and Liang's garden are good examples of the Lingnan style. The use of stained glass in Lingnan gardens is one indication of Western influence. After all his years spent living abroad, it was perhaps natural for Choi to draw on Western ideas when he designed his father's garden. 
At the same time, his return to China has prompted him to draw on traditional Chinese styles in his artwork. This painting took him nine months to finish. The style and the conception of this work is essentially Chinese, but the medium, oil paint, is not. It might be a strange, unfamiliar combination for some, but as far as Choi is concerned, he's a bridge between cultures. His father named the garden the Garden of Benevolence. Benevolence is one of the cardinal virtues of traditional Chinese ethics. The garden is a symbol of his father's hope that the benevolence of ancestors will continue down the generations. More than that, the garden is a symbol of the unbreakable bond between father and son, a bridge that crosses cultures and continents. Whether they are in China or Belgium, they know where they belong. The Belgian influence on Choi's recreation of the Garden of Benevolence is very strong. He's even had a Belgian-style building built near the garden. At first, his father didn't understand these foreign additions to his Chinese garden. Didn't they add a jarring note? But Choi stuck to his guns. When the building was finished, he didn't move in himself. Instead, a 90-year-old Belgian lady moved in. The old lady was Choi's landlady and has no children. In time, Choi and his wife assumed responsibility for her. She became a sort of adopted mother to them. When Choi received his father's call, he made two promises to himself to return home and to carry on looking after the old lady. So the old lady came out to China with Choi. Their relationship is an enduring one, one that crosses continents and recognizes no borders. Choi has just finished a painting. The theme of the painting is essentially Chinese, but once again, a Western medium and Western technique are used. A Chinese garden that incorporates Western elements and has deepened his relationship with his father. A painting that depicts and contemplates a Chinese virtue in a foreign medium. 
and a relationship based on real benevolence. Truly a bridge between cultures, between ideals and reality. As people get older, they understand life better and become more resilient. 67-year-old Sai Tinghui has recently been taking a group of his old friends much more seriously. Though they come to his garden every day, they neither stay for long nor come too close. He's decided to make nests for them. Wotzikasoto 现代化的工艺做一点东西，我是很紧张这么做的。Sighting is a craftsman, a seal carver. Stones have always played an important role in his life. It's fitting that he does his carving in a garden almost entirely carved out of stone, a true rock garden. Hold 到时候自己来吃了。你看我这个看电视上面。呃,外国的有的老太老头,好像在森林里面生活一样的,他没花落啊,他全部都来的嘛。Just like a nesting bird, 
Sai's garden took shape piece by piece, bit by bit. The birds are the source of his dream. Once they were just his playthings. Now they are honoured guests. Sadly, the birds seem indifferent to his generosity. Ungrateful, even. The birds come, but they don't stay. Perhaps it's instinct. Tsai Tinghui is disappointed. It seems that birds are repelled by anything that is not nature in the rawest, purest state. If so, how can we build a relationship with them when we've drifted so far from nature? But the fact is that nature is their true home and ours. Tsai gathers twigs so the birds can make homes for themselves in his garden. That way they'll be able to come and go as they please. Only when the birds are willing to stay will Tsai's garden come to life. Perhaps we try hard to bridge the gulf between the human world and the natural world. Surely, artifice is what gardens are all about. After all, nature will always rule deep in the forests and high up in the mountains. In the end, everything is natural and everything owes its existence to nature. Life belongs to nature. Gardens are a reminder of that fact, a way of bringing that reality into people's lives. <laughs>